What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and you might be wondering why you're seeing episode 90 on your screen there when it should be episode 160. Well, uh, we're doing something a little different. I just want to let you guys know what's happening next before we kick off this episode. So we're pretty excited to take the next step for BAOS. We've been doing the podcast for about four and a half years now um, in the same way for the most part. And uh, we really feel like it's time to sort of uh, step it up and, and do something a little different. So we're going to be moving the podcast into seasons, kind of similar to a lot of other podcasts you might listen to. Um, you'll see now that all of our historical content, all of our older episodes from 1 through 159 are now divided into five seasons, just based on the years 2015 through 2019. Um, and we'll be coming out with season six around somewhere in the first quarter of 2020. And the difference is going to be that instead of just doing podcasts based around where we travel, where we are, like if we're going to Vermont, then we'll do a couple there. Or whenever we visit Toronto, we do a couple. If we work with a tourism office, we do a batch. So instead of doing it that way, it'll be more themed and a bit more thought out um, to give it a bit more of a cohesive narrative through a batch of podcasts. So we're really excited to get into that. So in the meantime, instead of just going radio silent until we drop the new season, uh, what we decided to do was from now until Christmas, we're going to drop or repost actually the top 10 most downloaded podcasts of all time, or at least since we've had accurate download data uh, in our back end here. So this week we're starting with number 10. And number 10 is episode 90, as I said, with Luke from Godspeed in Toronto. Uh, this was a fantastic episode. We did it last summer, I believe. Um, Godspeed are an incredible brewery. They make mostly traditional style um, beers exceptionally well. If I'm going to be honest, they're probably my favorite traditional brewery or brewery that makes traditional beers in Canada. Uh, Luke is out of control with this stuff. He convinces me every single time to like styles that I would generally like yawn at. So huge fan of Luke. Huge fan of Godspeed. If you've never been down, I highly recommend you do that. So take a listen to this one if you haven't heard it before. And even if you have, it might be worth you know revisiting it. Sometimes it's uh, you know you might find something new and Luke's a G. So in the meantime, of course, as well, we'll be posting um, blogs on the website. Of course, photos, reviews, uh, the travel vlogs, some blind taste tests, BML, all that sort of stuff all via our social. So follow us everywhere at BAOS Podcast, including YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe here on all the whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening to us on, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Mixcloud, whatever. Uh, shoot us a subscribe and a rate and review if you feel so inclined. That is very much appreciated. It helps us a lot, specifically that we're moving into kind of a new iteration of what BAOS is. So definitely stay tuned. That is it, guys. Enjoy the episode and uh, get it in you. Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip hop heads, and Gary V disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. 
What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. And I'm Scott, your cold beer enthusiast. Welcome to episode 90 of Beer Dutch Podcast. And on this wonderful 30-degree day here in Toronto, we are here with Luke LaFontaine, founder and brewer at Godspeed. My friend, thank you for having us. Hey, nice to have you guys. Pleasure you. being here, man. Pleasure to be here. This is such a dope place, man. Congrats on this one. How old? Uh, when did you open? Uh, I opened uh, July 7th, uh, 2017, so it's going to be a year soon. Nice. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's jumping right into it, but are you doing any uh, anniversary yeah, festivities? I'm gonna, you know what? Yeah. I'm, um, see all these barrels here? I was supposed yeah. to, uh, I was supposed to, uh, just some beers in, in bottles, but, uh, I've been too busy, so, yeah. uh, so there will be a few, a few of those beers uh, in kegs on tap only nice. uh, here. But apart from that, no, you know, it's like just low key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this business is is based built on you know simplicity, and so for the first one, it's just like not nothing really special. Just invite friends. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people will come and just just hang good out. Good friends, good beer, hang yeah, out, have yeah, a good exactly. time. Yeah. So you need, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a ton of questions, but before we get into everything... First things first. Let's, let's talk about this beer. All right. What do we have here, my friend? So we have a Utskare Sama. It's, uh, it's my first flagship beer. It's a Dormunder. Okay. German so style? Germ- yeah, German lager. Uh, I love German-style beers, so uh, actually my favorite styles of beer, so I brew a lot of them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I brew this a little bit as a joke because when we were in the construction... Uh, uh, on the construction uh, time, uh, we were drinking dab. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so my dad came to visit me one day and he just brought me a bag of dabs from LCBO. So we just. $2 a can, yeah. great bang for yeah, your buck. Yeah, that was the only beer allowed in here for like six months. So, was, so when it was time to brew, I said, what, what do we brew? I said, let's yeah. brew a Dortmunder. It was a bit of a joke, but it became the flagship. Nice. And it's like everybody wants it now. Right. Nice. So, yeah, so Cheers you know, very, very clean. Uh, Clean, clean, crisp uh, German lager. Yeah, man, solid. You know, that's an all-day so, type thing right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's this like? Uh, four and a half, five. Four point eight. Four eight. Yeah. Nice, nice bitterness to it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. You know, it's it's a little too bitter for Dortmunder. You know, I'm not gonna. Probably never gonna send my beers to uh, to, oh, to be judged to, to under, competition. Uh, yeah. So you know, <laughs> I can play a little bit with this style. Yeah. So this is about. 30, 32 IBUs, you know, Dermunder is not supposed to be over 29. I appreciate yeah. it though, I like it. It so, brings a little something more yeah, to a little it. Different, right? yeah. yeah, a little bit of mineral tea too from the, mm-hmm. the water. So the, you know, I, every every beer I do, I, I adjust the water profiles mm-hmm. and I put a lot of, lot of uh, minerals in there, so. Sick, man. Yeah. I love it. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna start with uh, the history. You are a man who has been around for a long time. Yeah, We're not saying you're old. You've been in the yeah, beer thing. Yeah, right. Saying you're no jeek. Saying you're no time. People call me the, the new kid on the block. You know, <laughs> I like. I actually, yeah, I, I am right now. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah. I like it. You know, I've been. Um, yeah, I've been in this industry since 2001. Okay. And I started home brewing in 1991. So you know, it's been like 27 years. So like way before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way before uh, internet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so how'd you get into yeah. home brewing then? How did that start? Uh, you know, it's um, I, I became like uh, interested in you know at that time it was not craft beer, it was imported beers, and I had my older brothers. Uh, three years and a half three years and a half older than me so we used to go to SAQ together and I just you know just naturally I just went for the you know the Duvel oh, beer okay. and uh, yeah and he 
he got me a Duvel and I cracked this at home. It's okay, this is this is a revelation. So it started like that, and uh, you know, 1991 was college, not legal yet, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my dad allowed us to to brew me and a friend, and yeah, we started on brewing, you know, and slowly I, you know, I travel around the world, you know, seeking beer styles and. Uh, and, you know, until, you know, when Dude Ciel opened in 1998, I saw them in uh, Chambly Beer Festival. They were not even open yet. So I, I met them and uh, I drank their beer that had like a Blanche de Septembre. And, uh, okay. and I just fell in love with that. And they invite me to their uh, opening. And uh, when I went there and I told them, one day I'm going to work for you guys. That was in 1998. So um, after I went for, I went to Australia. That's where I learned uh, to to, uh, to speak English, actually. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> like, you're from Montreal. Yeah, I'm from. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm from. Um, <coughs> oh, from uh, I'm from uh, Ottawa, actually, on the Quebec side, from oh, Gatineau. Yeah. So I moved. I moved to Montreal in 1993. I went to university uh, nice. in Boston, Montreal. So you know, and, even though you grew up in Ottawa, you didn't have to speak English really there. Yeah, a little, a, a little bit, yeah, but, but not too much. Not too much. I mean, you know, we don't. I didn't learn anything in in the. English uh, classes, classes yeah. <laughs> because you know it's like it's a provincial program. So yeah. for us, I was you know I was watching the Flintstones and that <laughs> every day. And uh, so yeah, my, my English was very basic. I couldn't understand, but I cannot really express myself gotcha. that much. So yeah, so yeah, I moved to Montreal '93, and uh, yeah, and became uh, you know I started working with UCL on April 29, 2001. So when I came back from. Uh, from Australia, I told them I'm gonna work for you. I was writing them letters, you know, from Australia. <laughs> you know, I didn't Before have any, email. Eh? I, I yeah. didn't have email at that time, and you know, I, I kept in touch with them, and uh, so yeah, I came back, and and they hired me, and you know, I started as a waiter. Uh, you know, a few months later, you know, GF was not ready to uh, uh, to allow anybody in his brewery, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, you know, slowly, you know, we we got along very well. So I start to do like CIPs and stuff, you know, like just like uh, patching the holes, you know, and um, and yeah, taxi. <laughs> you would have heard that in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that in Australia? If someone drops a glass at like a bar, you yell at taxi. No, I forgot about no? that. No, 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 no sorry. No, I mean, just we did it a few times okay. uh, last night at the Liquid yeah, Arts Festival. Yeah, three, three drops. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. one does that. Here. Yeah. We need to. We need to catch up. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too long on a, on a question. But anyways, hey, that's that. Uh, your podcast, bro. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I I made my way up there. Uh, you know, start brewing, and it, when it really starts happening for me, it's uh, when Production Brewery opened in Saint Jean. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, so I kind of like I start to take care of the brew pub. So for me, I always been brew pub guy yeah. so I was you know I ended up starting to elaborate recipe make recipes and stuff and uh, testing any ingredients or new yeast that we want to try you know and uh, so we, we didn't want to do it on the you know on the 25x in Saint Jerome I was propagating all the yeast for oh, both both uh, breweries too yes. and uh, yeah it lasted till 2012 when I you know sadly left you know I I left because you know, I, I had Japan in mind since mm. 2003, and uh, so if I don't do this, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be mad at myself uh, all my life. So I had to, I had to leave and live a dream of opening a brewery in Japan, which I did, 
uh, a lot of struggles. And uh, so, yeah, I opened in 2014, but by the time I opened, I was I was already decided to come back here. Okay. Yeah, so. What was that uh, brew called? Uh, Ushitora. It's still it's still operating. Still yeah, 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 yeah. Doing you very still well. Own it or you no, it? no. Yeah, I I was uh, I was one third, uh, one third. Uh, yeah, and I, I sold it and uh, back here and opened Godspeed. Nice. What did yeah. you, what did you learn from uh, like the Japanese side? I mean, that must be intense going to a, another country with completely. Is, is there a craft beer scene over there or? Yeah, yeah, there is. You know, there is a you know big uh, boom in the in, in the ninety uh, you know nineties mm-hmm. nineties. After that, it kind of dropped, uh, and now it's reviving. Like this year, there's about uh, hundred new breweries in uh, in uh, in Japan. That's sick. Yeah, are, they, that's are they making beers similar to the beers that you're making here? No, no, no. They're make they're really, you know, they like what the American are doing. Oh, right okay. now. So you know, now they're trying to make New England IPAs. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're not very successful. Like, at like everyone else, right? Uh, yeah, sorry if they they listen to this in Japan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they get there. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I, I made the first sour beer in Japan, you know, wow. in 2014. So they're they're way behind. Right. Um, it's you know, I, I think it's sad that they're trying to replicate what we do here because they have so many beautiful ingredients and mm-hmm. a few breweries do some some beers. You know, they they get the yeast from the from the cherry blossom wow, and nice. ferment with that and gives a very unique taste. They could do a lot of very unique stuff, but they don't. I don't know why they don't. I feel do like it. the Japanese people, if they keep trying, they get it right and end up doing it better than everyone else. Yeah. So just give them some time, maybe, and yeah. I think they'll uh, catch up. And yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because I always thought that you know, for anything, I, I saw the, the best bossa nova bands, you know, in Japan, and it's crazy. But I, for some reason, with the beer, they're not they're not there yet. I mean, it's getting interesting, but but not not quite yet. So. You obviously have a love for Japan, the yeah. culture, the country. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously had an influence on your brewing. I feel like uh, the Godspeed has that kind of, you know, crisp, clean, easy drinking, well-made uh, beer. Um, did you take a lot of inspiration from the culture? Yeah. And bring it here? Yeah, I think so. You know, like in... It's funny because the Japanese they they say that probably in a, in another life I was Japanese because I have like a they say I have a Japanese art. Yeah. yeah, but you know I always been like very uh, you know simple and minimalist and uh, and you know Godspeed is all about that. It's about you know I I, I say to everybody there's two key words it's refined simplicity. So and but I was already simple but. The Japanese kind of refined yeah, what yeah. I what I had in me, so you know I came back here, and that's what I that's what I do, you know. And you see my space and and my beer, and that's that's what it is. And I'm trying to do uh, trying to do some very uh, uh, you know simple, humble mm-hmm. beers. Okay. Yeah. What did, did the Japanese sort of interest stop? Like, had you been there so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took, a, you know, at the beginning at Tutsiel when I was, I didn't have that many responsibilities. Uh, you know, it's like a, in 2003, 2004, I took, I took a year off. Yeah, so I said, okay, I'm going rock climbing. I used to rock climb big time. So I went to southern Thailand to rock climb. Nice, nice. And uh, I met a bunch of Japanese there. We started to have a lot of fun with them. I said, you know what, I need to go there. I need to go there. He was calling me, so I just got a return ticket from Bangkok to Japan. I end up, I end up like uh, staying six months, nice. and obviously, first thing I 
start looking for is breweries. Yeah. So I made a lot of brewers friends, and it's it started there. And a good good friend of mine, he's uh, it's been like for 30 years now in Japan. Mm. Lives in an old silk farm in the mountains. So I end up living with him. He's a silk master. He makes like he makes uh, silk, uh, you know, grow uh, silk from silkworms, and and he make like a indigo from the indigo plants, the color. He does like tie dyed stuff. It's intense. So I taught he he taught me all of that, and I just fell in love with the culture, and I just end up going back every year. Every holidays I had since 2004 was Japan. Wow. So it just, you know, it was making sense that one day I was going to uh, move there. And, uh, but I wanted, I didn't want to work for a Japanese company. I wanted to work for myself. Right. So that's why I decided to open the brewery. And what was the reason that you sort of got out? Like, what was the... Um... Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I'm a brewer, you know, and... I love Japan, so I went, you know, I I went there as a, a little bit as a innocent, uh, uh, you know, Western uh, entrepreneur, right? So I was right. not, I was, I didn't have the entrepreneur in me. Um, so I just, I just throw myself there, and you know, partnership with two great guys. I mean, my ex partners are amazing, but they were in business together for two years, uh, for seven years. And uh, I went there and, you know, minority, obviously, uh, 30, 33% of my, my brewery. And, uh, you know, they tell me, they told me we're never going to interfere in what you do and stuff. And, you know, it's kind, kind of changed slowly. Of course. Um, they, they attract me there, you know, they say, we have the financing, we have the visa. It took me 14 months to get my visa. Uh, it, it took like, a, we didn't have the financing, so we have to go see friends, you know, to ask for money. And they were coming with you know piles of cash like this, oh, and uh, so yeah, and it was, yeah, it was tough, and yeah, but a very very good learning process. You know, right. if I would I would never exchange it for anything. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why but why this asked exists. this exists. You know, it's because of that. It cost me a lot of money to learn, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all good. Some of the beers, we actually spoke about this drunkenly last week at, uh, at GDCL. Um, what are some of the beers, because this is what I was trying to understand, I feel like when Godspeed was coming up, uh, as it was being, uh, you know, the together, the yeah. work, thank you. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype about it, and because you were the guy from GDCL that was coming in. Yeah. What were some of the, like, the, the beers that you sort of had a, a hand in creating for GDCL? Can I ask that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great much. Yeah. Um, you know, a few, you know, like I, like I think I was saying, you know, I'm trying to try to say what I exactly what I said uh, <laughs> was, was what 4am. Yeah. Yeah. That. That yeah. um, you know, like most, I would say all, all the popular style, all the popular beers that, you know, hang around uh, from Dutiel, it's, it's not my... It's not my recipes. It's mostly JF, you know, like Peche. Yeah. Peche is, um, you know, we first brewed it in 2001, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, I was like barely at UCL yet. You know, right. I was arriving there. So, um, so one one that I made that it's uh, they kept it uh, in the momentum is uh, Iseki Nicho. Yes. Yeah, it's like the uh, girl uh, dark saison. So that that was our first collaboration. And JF didn't nice. want to do collaboration. I pushed him. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so it was a collaboration with Shigakogan, the good, good, uh, 
good friend uh, from Japan, from uh, Shigaku Gen Brewery. Uh, so that's one of them. Uh, and apart from that, you know, like all the beers, I mean, we've worked, well, like I was saying, you know, it's, and it's like, like I'm trying to say to my staff here too, you know, like writing a recipe takes me 10 minutes, you know, it takes 10 minutes to write a recipe, but it's the whole, the whole work, you know, behind right. it that makes what a, what a beer, it what it is, what, what yeah. it is, right? So, and me and JF, we're working a lot, you know, together, you know, we, I would, he didn't have time to, he didn't have time to create new things, and after a while he was, you know, he was a ping pong ball between the two, the two breweries, so, you know, he, he gave me a lot of freedom, and uh, so, you know, we kind of, there's a lot of recipes that we tweaked together throughout the years, but, you know, uh, for recipe wise, I mean, the credit is not, it doesn't, doesn't go to me, well, but, but like, People at, at, at one point it was getting problematic at DDC because people would say, okay, what did you make and what did Z made? And because we're the two guys, you know, doing, doing this and say, we start to say, you know, this is a teamwork. Right. You know, it's a teamwork. It's not about who makes what. Who right. Makes what. You know, JF's the owner. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, he should, he should get the credit. Right. Uh, but for me in the future, I'm not going to, you know, now I brew all my beers, but I'm not going to take the credit just for myself right. you know because I have so people working hard here right. to, uh, right. to uh, you know for this beer to, to happen so, yeah, so for, a, yeah. a bit more about the beer we have yeah. um, I guess a bunch here uh, these are your three flagship yeah. beers yeah the three flagship you know it's uh, it's interesting because if I look at my business plan you know enough people were asking me at the beginning what what, what are you going to brew what is going to be your flagship and I said I don't know and I, it kind I, of works itself out, right? Yeah, I just go with the flow, and yeah. still now, I mean, these three beers, I have to, I have to brew them all the time now, because uh, I, I sell almost like five, five thousand liters of it per month. You know, it's crazy for a group. Nice, uh, yeah. uh, I have a few licensees too, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to make it a tea beer, obviously, because um, I kind of. I adopted the tea field in Japan. <laughs> we should wow. definitely talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was making a beer. So when I left UCL, I asked the guys for one thing, you know, to all my Japanese uh, line of beer that mm -hmm. I was making at UCL, I, I asked them to get back the names. Right. Because I want to use them here. But right. I say, keep the recipe. I don't right. care about right. the recipe. So I was making a Ochamena beer in uh, at UCL, but it was kind of more like a alt style with green tea. Okay. So now I revisited it I do uh, I do a green tea IPA but it's the exact same That's tea good, yeah. yeah nice so um, so yeah. this is your tea from your adopted tea farm in Japan yeah exactly uh, in an IPA yeah super just, cool just came back from uh, just came back from Japan so I will go every year and end of May harvest I can harvest about 100 kilos of dry tea so it's about 500 to 600 kilos of uh, wet leaves that we process there, dry. I've always wondered, is it like, do you make the tea and then brew the beer with the tea, or are the tea leaves added like after in the bright tank? What do you thing? think? I would say after. It would only make sense for me after, but because I think it would get too much of a kind of tartness yeah, or Yeah, tannic. like tannins. Yeah. So I'm trying to avoid the tannins. I want a tiny, tiny bit of it, yeah. but not too much, right? Um, and when I work with an ingredient, I mean, I, 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 use, I use ingredients, you know, almost like the same way so I like to build layers of flavors mm -hmm. so you know I, I use it in the, on the cold side yeah. I use it in the hot side too cool. and I you know I infuse it at the exact temperature that I want that right. I feel 
so you know people will like uh, more you know more bitter tannic uh, tea mm -hmm. so that, you know you infuse at almost 100 but yeah. for me I drop the temperature where I want it to be where I'm satisfied so yeah so after Whirlpool there, there's I do different ways actually right. it's a very complex beer when I when I when I when I think about it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty intense it's probably my most complex beer that yeah. I make you know because it's just for the, the tea infusions and stuff and the way that I hook everything so yeah it's um, yeah it's pretty cool I've had other green tea beers before, and I've always like, well, I don't taste the green tea; it's not there. But this one, I, it's there. It's nice. It yeah. has that kind of earthy yeah. flavor, and uh, I think it lends itself well. You, you wouldn't think so, but it lends itself well to an IPA style. That's what people think. Uh, you know, a lot of people are scared. You know, it's like, oh, green tea IPA, and they try it, and everybody gets hooked. You know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's very. <laughs> it's. I never thought it would be that popular, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, why <laughs> not? A, yeah. Right. Um, after that, the yuzu. Uh, it's, it's funny. I'm stuck with that beer now. I, I, I wanted to. I, I want to be like a seasonal, and because um, my goal is to make a saison, a rotation of uh, Japanese citrus saisons, mm -hmm. because you know Japan has so many uh, citrus to offer. Mm -hmm. So I started with the dai dai, and after that the yuzu, and I wanted to jump straight into the sudachi. Oh, okay. But now everybody wants the yuzu. <laughs> they like so the I'm stuck with it. Foods. But now I just released the sudachi on tap. Now it's right. very different. It's right. beautiful. Okay. Um, He's been dying to try that. I know. He's been eyeing it the whole time. The UZ, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Hidden you know, to Nested one, and it was like, yeah. like what is this flavor? Never yeah, had yeah, like yeah. So life. good. Yeah, UZ is beautiful. It's like it's an aromatic bomb, you know, and uh, it's great. So this is my, basically, it's my mimosa. You know, it's like yes, the, the patio yeah. beer. It's very light. Brunch it's, beer. It's crushable. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not a lot of you know, no, not a lot of body in there. It's mm -hmm. uh, just like. Just nice, easy drinking, 4.1 percent, and the Otsukaresama, which we're drinking now, which is this bad boy. And if you look at um, at my branding there, so the um, yeah, so my flagship, so everything that's gonna be like a flagship, full wrap, yeah, so yeah. the full wrap, and you see the different designs there. So it's, this is Just all like patterns. It's all yeah. designs that I made actually. Oh, so nice. it's it's a it's a, like a tie-dyed indigo oh, pattern. Sure. It's called like a shibori in Japanese. So. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so this is like pieces of cotton like this, and we took pictures, and my uh, my graphic designer put it on the can, and we changed the color. You know, obviously we made it green mm -hmm. for the green tea, we made it yellow for right. the yuzu, but the actual color is indigo like like this. That's so crazy. I thought, you know, I always want to do that. That was kind of a little thing that I that I want to do. So and it's different Very at cool, the same man. time. Yeah. Alright, I love yeah. it. And then of course you've got the seasonals on either side or just sort of like occasionals or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know, like I say, I just go with the flow, you know, I don't even know the the next seasonal beer I do, you know, it's just I'm gonna, gonna probably decide next week or I'm gonna dream about it and <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh -huh. So now there's, um, you know, I got two smoked beers in there. I love smoked beers. Uh, oh, yeah, there's the Kemudi and the Ibushi that yeah. Uh, oh, that's no. the Sora. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's Kemudi, yeah. Yeah, this one there. Yeah. There's smoke. There's smoke malt in the uh, nice. in the collab with UCL too. I love smoked beers. You know, it's kind of a joke. I was putting smoke malt in all my beers, but now <laughs> I, I stop. Yeah, people uh, you either love it or hate it. I think I personally quite yeah. enjoy it, but a lot of people are offended by like yeah. smokiness. To but, the you, beer. but you know what? I'm getting the people like slowly converting because yeah, yeah because you know before so, uh, while I was uh, while I was building um, Godspeed as I worked like for 14 months at Bar Hop. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. 
On King Street there? Or? And the one on Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was living when, you know, me and my wife, we, we came from Japan with uh, with six bags, you know, suitcase, yeah. three days at the hotel, nowhere to live. Wow. You know, that's my life. That's my lifestyle. <laughs> I like taking risks and that. Uh, so after that, I just end up, you know, I said, okay, we need to find somewhere to live very fast. So we got a condo there, just uh, renting a condo on Peter and Natalie. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, Rob, my good friend Rob from Bar Hop, told me that he was opening a new uh, new bar. I said, Hey, do you want to work? And they wanted to open a brewery too, so yeah. they kind of wanted to pick my brain too at the same time. I love that place. Wow. There yeah. all the time. I love it. So <laughs> all all this to say that you know I was bartending, so I I got to it was a very good experience because I got to feel you know what's going on in Ontario yeah and, uh, so that was part of the reasoning for working there too yeah exactly right so uh, so one thing that I've learned is smoke beers they don't they don't go very yeah. well in Ontario <laughs> yeah and I know. said you know what perfect I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna make a lot you're of gonna it. be that guy <laughs> <laughs> so but the way that I, my approach is very subtle so you know it's it's very gentle smokiness and you know what people are loving it yeah. and I'm you know I got the smoke says on the fermenter now for the second time Sounds I'm brewing awesome. it and people are waiting yeah. for it yeah so I'm very happy it looks like I I won my already won my battle. Ah, I love it. So, this yeah. is kind of a good segue. I'll let you have a sip for a second because we're nearly finished. You've been talking too much. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay. No, no. This is how we want you to talk a lot. This is the point. It's kind of why we, we do get this. to drink and watch. <laughs> well, you, yeah. Well, you can cut, right? It's a show for you, us. You, you, yeah. you, the video will be cut. Yeah, yeah, the audio yeah. is straight. Yeah, okay. straight. Audio is raw. This will be cut. But, okay, cool. Uh, it's all part of the fun. So I want to segue just to step back a little bit. So you moved back from Japan with every intention of starting a brewery. Yeah. You went to the hotel, got your condo, started working at Bar Hub. Talk us through how how long that sort of took to get from there to where we are now, where the idea came from for Godspeed, yeah. what, where the name came from, okay, cool. all of that. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, let's go back to Japan. So, like I said, I opened my brewery and I already, I made a, you know, a contract with my partners. We sign it, okay. Um, I'm gonna leave in December. I'm gonna open this brewery. I'm gonna train your staff and everything. And uh, I'm out at the end of December. And you guys, you have a year to find, you know, to find uh, the money to pay me back. And um, and uh, yeah, that's how that's how it happened. So in that that summer there, uh, that my last summer in Japan, I started to come to Toronto. I think I came four times to Toronto. So I already wow. starting to look for spaces. Because at the beginning, I was supposed to open. Um, people ask me why Toronto. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, you know, I when I move on, I move on. You know, I don't I don't go back on my on mm-hmm. my steps, and mm-hmm. I would have to find it really ridiculous to go open a brewery in Montreal. You know, where I worked for my friends there for 12 years, right. and and I thought Toronto. So that's. You know, that's about four or five years ago when I decided I was coming back mm-hmm. and Toronto had nothing to offer. I mean, Bellwoods were little babies still, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I say, why, you know, one of the biggest city in North America, the fourth or fifth biggest city in North America yeah. has nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I said, I'm gonna come to Toronto, but there's these guys called uh, Moranas that own uh, Barvolo. Uh, Ralph, he was uh, after 27 years at his spot. Yeah, like they were destroying. Yeah, yeah, so he was losing his space. Mm-hmm. So he, we were supposed to open this together. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the goal. Mm-hmm. And I, me and Ralph, we we're gonna open this. You know, I came back. I didn't. I, you know, I lost pretty much my money, all my money in Japan. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit back, but mm-hmm. it's not enough to 
to invest. So, mm-hmm. you know, I told them, I told Morana, I say, you get the money in and I build this thing. Yeah. And, and so anyways, with me and Ralph were still the best friends, but it just didn't, didn't happen. Right. And, I, and I just took the lead and, uh, and uh, you know, so yeah, two years before I, prior I opened, you know, business plan, uh, market research. I visited about 75 spaces before I found this wow. one. Jeez. You know, I was lo- so- yeah, <laughs> I was looking for a minimum 5,000 square feet uh, space. This is 8,000. Nice. And I wanted like a open space with nothing in it, yeah. high ceilings, yeah. you know, so I can build whatever I How want, the way I want. Yeah. So, so it took a long time, you know, decent rent price because we know that Toronto is getting yes. freaking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and with good landlords because there's no way that I'm going to give my money for 15, 20, 25 years to someone that I right. don't like. Yeah. So, and, so I found it. Finally, it took yeah. a long time. Um, you know, eight months of, uh, of uh, lease uh, negotiations. Jeez. Yeah, eight so, yeah, because there's nothing in here, okay? So... Just was a, you're saying it was a dollar store? Yeah, but, but they but they put everything down, and we found out they buried everything under. They put a concrete, <laughs> and us we have to crush all the concrete, and you don't want to know what we what found was under there. there. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, it was not oh. cool. So um, so you know we we basically they they uh, they accept to split the leasehold improvements. So oh. so yeah, so they they did fifty fifty. So they're That's very great. yeah they've been supporting me big time. That's great. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, that's. You know, financing, that's the other thats the other one, right? So uh, it took a while. I went to see a few banks and, uh, and my, all my, all my, uh, my partners, investors are from Quebec. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a one-man band right. here. It's kind of nice that they, they, allow, they, they have confidence in me, trust, trust in you. me. Yeah. So they just got the money and we finally got a bank that, that uh, approved us. So when we started the construction in uh, December 2016, and I opened the door in uh, in July 2017, nice. so it was pretty fast actually for construction because there's a lot of lot to do. Um, so I was the I was the general contractor. I designed everything, even designed my brew house. Nice. With, uh, so I got my pro model there behind. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's fun. You know, I. I want to use the heights because, uh, you know, at UCL, I don't know if you've been in that basement there at the brew pub, but it's pretty uh, tight. I, ba- I bang my head many times. I, say, I don't want to do this anymore. So I just use the heights so I can, I can have easy access in the, you know, under to do maintenance and stuff. And uh, so what else? The name? The name. All right. Yeah. The name. Godspeed. <laughs> no, I throw a lot at you. And the yeah. logo too. I've always been uh, yeah. interested about the logo. Yeah, the logo is kind of boring story, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, like, I like Yeah. It. So the name. Um, yeah, we need a beer, right? <laughs> yeah, you need a beer. Uh, we, can, we can pause for it. Right? We can just grab one of these if we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do, go for it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. C wants that. I, I want. Uh, I want some smoked. You want smoke? Yeah, maybe the smoke. Guy, right? maybe the smoke bills. Yeah, give me that. That's great. Sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, take whatever you guys want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yuzu. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Yuzu. Like, say, say something to somebody else who wants something to grow. What'd you guys cut it? I mean, real quick, we'll just take a pause. Yeah, From I got the, uh, just, talk the beers. Bushi Smoked Pilsner. And C has Ooh. the Yuzu, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Yuzu. So, do you want to talk about the beers now or? Continue, yeah. Then we can talk. Sorry, I was so sick. I can just talk about the name. Yeah, okay, yes, okay. So, the name, you know, um, 
it took me probably three years to find a name. Uh, you know, at the beginning, I wanted to have a Japanese name. Mm-hmm. After that, so it'd be nice to have a French name too. You know, and I end up being an English name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know, in the craft beer industry these days, uh, if you decide on any English names, they're pretty much all taken. Right. right? Yeah. It's out of control. So you know, I had a list of a bunch of stuff, and um, and uh, Godspeed was. Uh, the reason I went for Godspeed is it was not taken, so I, you know, I just jump on the trademark. Yeah. But the real reason behind it is, you know, is is just a, a little bit of a kind of like a tribute to Dude Ciel, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you know, the whole French expression, Dude Ciel, and we don't really use anymore. But right. and I thought, and you know, Godspeed English old expression right. that we still use quite a quite a bit. Right. right? And the boat, boat expression have the, the word God in it, but they're not really uh, uh, related to, re- to religion. Right. So I thought it was a nice, you know, continu- transition. Tra- transition. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's mainly the, uh, the reason. Um, after that, you know, obviously everybody thinks it's a band. And God, <laughs> God's PD Black Emperor. And it's funny because I, I used to follow them in the 90s because uh, my roommate, best friend, was a cello player for Godspeed. So, <laughs> so I started following them when they're really underground. Yeah, well, yeah. they're still underground. But, and, um, so, and the thing that I found out after that is they got their name from a Japanese movie, from the, oh, like so a B movie from the 70s. So many tie-ins, yeah. So, you know, and, um, and the other reason, the, and last, is, uh, you know, everybody was... You know, saying, oh, Luke's going to open a brewery. It's going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be like, ah. And, um, and for me, it's just like opening a brewery in 2017. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, it's a pretty scary thing. Is, you yeah. know? So I don't take anything for granted. And I, I cross my finger. Yeah. I tell myself Godspeed, you know, every day. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's all the reason. But mainly, you know, to yeah, to pay tribute to my, uh, you know, where where it all started for me as a, as a brewer. You know, like to CL, you know, the, I... Feel like I owe a lot to, to these guys, you know. So it's kind of to pay, to pay well, my I respect. I like what you guys are doing here too with the the, the three thirty mil cans. Are they three thirty mil? Three fifty five. Three fifty five mil cans. Yeah. yeah. Was this intentional? Like you, oh, you yeah. have a right. So the, totally. Your look is like the kind of the short can, the low ABV beers, but just really crisp, clean, well made. Yeah. I feel like there's not a ton of that going around in Toronto right now. Well, so now it's, it's every, very unique, in my opinion. It was kind of unique when I started it, and you know I. I, I've been saying it like two, three years ago. I said, I'm going to go with small cans. Yeah. Um, you know, and Ontario was all about, was, was all about tall boys. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I want to do totally different. And uh, for me, when I drink a tall boy, sometimes I think, ah, oh, it's too much, you know? Near the end, so, it's like, And yeah. obviously, I talk a lot, so it gets warm. <laughs> it, it, it gets warm. Yeah. And, uh, no, I wanted to go for the small, and everybody loved it. And uh, I had a, yeah, I had a lot of problem, though, at the beginning with uh, the price point, though. Ah, right. You know, everybody was, you know, obviously, I cannot compete with Great Lakes and yeah. Amsterdam and people who, yeah. why your beer is 325, and it, we can get 285, you right. know, a can yeah. of Canuck at the... Well, I say because look, I'm 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 new. I'm small. Uh, costs are high. I mean, that's for me. That's a fair price. Yeah. And hopefully, people uh, uh, they can you know, understand. You know, yeah, understand. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Real quick photo. I do this all the time for their reviews. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Um, okay, this is yeah. Sorry, that's going to keep happening. That's going to keep happening. Um, so the logo Scott was asking about before. Yeah. I know you said it was boring, but. We want to hear. So, yeah, it's really sad. I was, uh, you know, I work with a 
my first illustrator. Now I work with a Japanese girl. Uh, she's based in Toronto. She's amazing. We work together. We just, you know, we uh, we spend half an hour and we design we design the logo. Yeah, brand it. You know, we brand a can and. But the first guy, guy from Ottawa, super cool. You know, we have the same background, old, old school skateboarders, and uh, so I thought we were going to do well together. But anyways, he he came to me with a nice presentation, like 32 page presentation at the beginning, and boom, that was the logo on it. Right. Nice. And uh, the only thing I told him, and I wanted to be inspired by the stamp. You know, in Japan, it's called yes. Anko. So when I go to bank in Japan, I don't sign. I I, I use my stamp. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like a round round red yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wanted inspire that. And he took the he took the boat because you know Godspeed supposedly uh, historically is when the you know like the um, explorers were going on the yeah. you know to whatever find lands and stuff or long long trips on the sea. You know, the priests would, would say like Godspeed. Don't they say that to astronauts too when they're going up to uh, maybe yeah, anyone on the journey? I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the boat, I thought it was pretty cool, and yeah. um, it also looked like a um, like a five story uh, Japanese temple there in a way too. Wow. So you know, I say, oh, you know what? Why not? I said, I said, let's go for it because if not, I mean, I won't be able to decide, and I'm going to open, and I'm going <laughs> to have a well, I need something, right? Yeah. And you know what? I really. Um, learn how to like it. At the yeah. beginning, I was kind of hesitant, but now I really like it. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So it's coming back to the beers, then. Yeah. Um, now I feel like we have the the history solidly out of the way. Um, there was a there was like so much hype. I was, I was telling you the other night, but like when we spoke to Nicole from Sweetgrass, shouts to Nicole, yes. she's awesome. Yeah. She was telling us about you back in it would be two years ago. It would yeah. be like May 2016 when we did that podcast with her. Yeah. And she was saying that you helped her, so him and her and Nathan, a lot with the recipes for the, um, the stout they did. Yeah, the shag bark. I, yeah, I, yeah. Cre I created the shag bark for them, and uh, I tweaked. You know, they, they've been having a, they were having a little bit of, of problems. You know, they're changing uh, brewery to, uh, yeah. to, to yeah. do their, uh, you know, their the golden ales. Yeah. I kind of tweak. I was tweaking the recipe for, for different, uh, you know, brew houses and yeah. uh, brew sites. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're amazing people. people. Yeah, and they, they have my beer all you know all yeah. the time. Nice. Yeah, all spot. Nice. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of like there was hype. That was kind of where we first heard about that you were here. But I knew who you were before this. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand your like role in everything, which I don't even understand. I don't even understand it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so funny. I mean, why I you know I always say you know I'm. <laughs> We're just we're just small particles in the universe, right? Doing what we love to do, and that's that's what I do. It's and uh, true. It, it's you know like the the whole dude cell thing, you know. It's like uh, you know I, I guess it's stuck with me forever, right? <laughs> you know, even six years later, uh, being attached to such a like a world famous. Yeah. yeah, and you, you know it's you know I'm like I said I'll take it, but you know I did not plan it, right? People. Yeah. People create the, the the hypes, right? The uh, and I don't. Mm -hmm. For me, I focus on my thing. And uh, and there's this guy, like uh, you probably know Ben Johnson. Yes. Yeah. So Ben got me a little bit of trouble, like, and I didn't even know this guy that much. And he asked me a few questions, and one night at Bellwoods, and uh, anyways, put he put the things on online, and you know I haven't even signed my lease yet. And no. and the next day, like my telephone just cannot stop ringing like you know the star and everybody wants to talk to me and say no I'm you know I'm not even close to be open you know it's probably gonna be a year year and a half and so 
it's it started like that and there's been a crazy hype you know that uh, the GCL guys coming GCL guys coming which you know there's a disadvantage but an advantage well, too you yeah. know but yeah so I didn't really post anything if you look at my Instagram and stuff I didn't right. post anything until right. about 13 hours before I opened my space. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, did, did he take your words out of context or something, or did he just say things too much? He might have said a little too much, but he, but he told me, but you know what? It's also my fault because mm -hmm. I didn't know he was that popular. And, uh, you know, he, he writes for some big newspapers. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I didn't know. You know, when I came in Toronto, I just, right. you know, we were coming with, with UCL for, for events, you know, once or twice per year, but I re I didn't know everybody. Right. Yeah. So I said, he says, oh, can I put that on my thing? He said, yeah, go for it. Right. And, uh, and boom. Not realizing yeah, it. Right. Not okay. realizing it. And he texts me next morning. He said, well, man, I just posed this. There's 10,000 people who just saw it. And it's just, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. So when we met, it was probably last, about a year and a bit ago, we met Brandon, who was one yeah. of your brewers here, when he was consulting at Lalo, and he, we did our first collab with him. And he, at the time, he was like, and this kind of explains why he was super secretive about, like, like off, we did a podcast with him as a part of Lalo, and he would not say anything on the edge, don't mention the name, like, it was super, like, and even off, uh, yeah, off air. He was sort of very, um, what's the word, just cautious. Yeah. And like, not that we are, maybe because of that, which is completely understandable, we don't do that type of stuff because it's not the nature of the, yeah. the type of like, work we do, but um, it kind of explains now why he was sort of like, hey, just, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. doing some stuff, you, you that type of thing. <laughs> because of that hype around it. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was really intense. It was crazy. And you know what? It's, um, and I never know how to send you know even today I don't know how to deal with these things and I feel uncomfortable and people come to me and you know I always say it I want to be successful I don't want to be popular yeah you know, I don't I want to be I want to be a successful uh, entrepreneur I you know mm -hmm. brewer uh, but you know it's like Sometimes it's, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah, and I just don't know how to how to react to that. You know, it's because yeah. you know we're all we're all human beings. I'm not doing anything like uh, you know. It's like it's, yeah, you know, it's what it is. So uh, so yeah, I wanted I just stayed focused and not really talked about it too much and uh, and, and yeah, I'm gonna let it do it. Yeah. So one of the other side of the hype was that I think and we spoke about this as well the other night was that. People were surprised, for better or worse, I guess, about the types of beer that you were making. Yes. yes. So it was more like everyone's like, "Yo, guys, it was like, a big shock to everyone." In. Yeah. I, I think they expected I DDC, and then you kind of came with a different look, right? Yeah. Once again, this refined simplicity that yeah. people were—I yeah. like, don't know what they were expecting—barrelage sours, right? Like Ten percent right. stouts. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny because people say, "Oh, you know, any sours?" So I start brewing. Like, Two months ago, I mean, like, what do you want from me, bro? Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. So uh, you Get know, it's just like you know, good things come with patience. You know, I yeah. always say, I always say it. Uh, I think people are not patient enough these days. I agree. Uh, but um, yeah, and the things that people don't know about Judiciel, about us, you know, a lot of people they just know like, okay, like the Solstice, the Peche. Yeah. But if you come at the brew pub, uh, I was brewing fifty different styles of beer yeah. per year. I was making a lot of English style beers, you know, we were yeah. making an ESB a mild a bit, you know, we always did that. And uh, so it's, it's nothing new. And for me, you know, JF is more, well, he, he changed now, but back in the days, the fun thing about me and JF is 
we would balance the menu because I was more like on more crushable, sessionable beer. Right. And JF, he likes the, the high gravity stuff. stuff. He liked yeah. the high gravity stuff. Yeah. So oh, we had, JF. so we had like a, a nice, a nice balanced right. menu. Uh, so I always, you know, this is in this is in me. It's in my heart. You know, that's what I love to do. I'm I'm gonna pull some some higher, sure. some, some crazier beers. You know, but too early days. You know, and like I said, you know, I, I end up just like having three three flagship beers. I had only four fermenters. I had to mm-hmm. brew these beers all the time. I had just yeah. one fermenter for uh, for flexibility. And obviously, I want to have some different beers because I I'm a brew pub and I want to. But now it's kind of good. I'm catching up. I got these little fermenters there too. I do some, some uh, you know, some small batches, so I can have uh, 12 beers on tap. So I have 12 beers on tap right now. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny, and I and I did it a little bit on purpose. You know, I my first, my second uh, Instagram. You know, I said, okay, Godspeed opening tomorrow. Three beers on, three beers available. Yeah. I didn't say what. Right. You have to and show up uh, to find oh, out. People, people got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> we waited online for Dortmunder a dry stout in a in yeah. an old school IPA. What the yeah. fuck is that? You know? <laughs> and uh, and the price, you know, it's too expensive for what it is. Yeah. And, uh, which I don't agree actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's uh, everybody has their own opinion. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Where, do you, where do you think those expectations came from then? Like, if they're like. So it was more just like you, you like tell the me. hype kind of like created its own little monster. Like I think also what you did is you didn't <coughs> go with what was expected to you, which was obviously a shock to everyone. Mm-hmm. But you're doing what you do very well, so I think yeah. people will eventually warm up to what you're doing and your yeah. styles and stuff like people that. People are, you know, like uh, more like if I talk about the beer geeks, you know, they it's cool. They came here one day. There were about 20 people, and I gave them a tour, and I, you know, I, I explained them. I went deeper you know and philosophy and everything and you know they they got out of here and they understand Start understand right they understand exactly. now you know so slowly people and, getting it. and you know what i mean these styles of beer i i feel that it's it's you know the the, the lagers and stuff it's all it's all coming back to uh, you know, oh, yes, yeah. we, we, we feel it now right yeah. so because of you uh, guys actually like, yeah you're controlling Absol- absolutely yeah i don't know you know they're just, more popular now like i find that even i'm more interested every time we talk to brewers brewers always talking about dry hop lagers and just like yeah, yeah. like lighter styles now, I'm more I, I just had a fantastic yeah. smoked yeah, right? pilsner and i'm like yeah. you can't get that in many other places around here so yeah and you know for me to you know it's the type of beer i want to i want to drink you know i'm a single owner I brew all the beer here. I have 20 employees. You know, I take care of the accounting. I need to get my. my I have, need to have my head straight, right? <laughs> yeah, you got I cannot head. afford like drinking all right. these all these crazy beers. And obviously, I drink almost every day. Well, like I, yeah. I, I taste my beer <laughs> every explosion. every day in the ferment. Yeah, of course, in the fermenter. Yeah, that's yeah. that's you know, unless unless I'm away. But uh, yeah, that's. So that's the type of beer. That's the brewers, you know. That's the brewers type of beer. Right. And every every brewer that comes here tells me, you know, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, of course. That's what we want to. That's exactly what we want to brew. So. So needless to say, there's no uh, milkshake IPA in the works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I don't even know how to make a milkshake IPA. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. I was waiting for that, man. Um, yeah. No. You know what? Some people make it amazingly well. You know, yeah. like our good friends at Bellwood. Yep. So you know what? I'm not. I'm not stepping on that on that ground. It's and, not uh, your uh, area yeah. of expertise. So. No, and it's it's interesting because you know I don't have I don't have a hard time to sell my beers, which is which is great. I'm very happy, you know, because I I take a lot of risk, you know, to brew some some of the style mm-hmm. I brew, especially on a big on a big scale like this. You know, we're 
you know, I got 50, 50 hectoliter tanks, you know, in, big, in a brew pub. Bigger so than I anticipated. It's probably one of the biggest brew pub. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't. And you're so, not even a year old? No, 11 months, yeah. So, uh, so it seems like people are, are liking it, are loving it. You know, like I, I export, I start exporting in the U.S. a little bit. Nice. And seems like, uh, you know, the Americans are buying my... German style lagers to put on tap in in, in, wow. in America. Go figure, but, uh, but 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 seems like there's a space on you know on the on the menu for that because seems like everybody kind of brewing the same thing now. Yeah, right. So so yeah, that I'm, makes more sense. I'm, I'm happy to. I need to like picture. Yeah, do the picture. Yeah. You know the drill, guys. Oh, that's a good face. <laughs> um, yeah, and also just sort of as we're sort of talking, I guess like it's one of those things where it's like. Beer right now seems to be very trend focused, for better or worse. I mean, I quite enjoy it because I like the fun, crazy shit. Like, you know, glitter beer is dumb, but it's fun. It's fun to be. But at the same token, the classic stuff, like, you, you're not going to. These aren't going anywhere. And I think yeah. that's probably also. Is that is that part of the inspiration as far as like you know that you can keep making these forever? Like, these will never go out of style. Yeah, I hope so. Right? I hope so. I think so, right? I mean, it'll I mean, like ebb well, and flow, but like especially the German stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. German German style beer. I'm not going anywhere for sure. Uh, uh, is that the, the right way to say it in English? Yeah. Or they're yeah, they're yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they, they'll stick around forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, you know, the yuzu no chame. Uh, let's see. That's how you say it. Uh, ochame. Ochame, yeah. Ah, I was always wondering. Ochame is uh, ochame is, uh, is an expression. Uh, it means like unique or can mean also cute. Uh, okay. My wife calls me like that. Calls me Ochame. That explains your Instagram. Your Instagram handle. Yeah, yeah, it's Ochame yeah. Bim, yeah. 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 I always just wondered what so, it was, and I saw the name, like, because that's how I knew you from that, and then I saw the, the thing, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, maybe it means like something with the T. Yeah. Well, the thing, is, the thing is, if you look at it, so the, the kanji, like the, the symbols, yes. Cha is T. So there's ah. the T character in the expression. Oh, so okay. it was kind of Perfect. like a play, yeah. play yeah. word. Of, uh, deep meanings. Yeah. Stuff, right? You and think about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Otsukare-sama, I, I, I want to tell the story yeah, too please. because... Oh, that's yeah. So Otsukare-sama is... It, every Japanese say that word at least once mm -hmm. in a day. Okay. So Otsukare-sama like means like good day of work, you know, after, oh. after a hard day of work. And what they do, the Japanese, they will go to the sakaya or the bar, and they will order otsukare sama beer. So like the first beer after work, it's you know, good, that good job, good day at work. So yeah. my flagship, my door wonder is like otsukare sama, you know, it's like, like boom, because, uh, That's you know, really cool. we, Do you have uh, like other descriptions of this on the menu, or are people just asking all the no, time, and you gotta keep I telling don't. the story over? You know what, I'm, um, I'm getting there, I, you know. I'm I'm still a I'm still a little baby. I'm yeah. a, I'm learning every day. You know, people want to hear stories, and, right. I'm, and I'm trying to again. I'm trying to keep it very simple. Right, right. But I, you know, I I posted on Instagram one time. You know, the ochame comes from my my tea feeling. Everybody went nuts. Right, right. And you know, so you should you have to tell the stories, and you know, so well, you know, cool then, man. Don't be shy. And, yeah. well, listen to episode ninety. So. Stop bugging Bim and he doesn't have to tell the story <laughs> yeah, a million you times. Tell you, just tell me, you tell him right here. It's an hour and a half of it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it again. I'm done. You can just play this on the tour. Just send him the link. Yeah. <laughs> send him the link. You know what I mean? It's like a documented one time. Yeah. Um, no, that's it. I, I, get, I know it's probably going back again, but just yeah. how do you, how does one adopt the tea field in Japan? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, that 
village where it all started for me. So I was saying that Canadian guy that lived in the, in the, in Japan for 30 Back years. Yeah. So I luckily I met this guy on my second day ever in Japan, and it was January 30th. I'm I'm very good with dates. <laughs> and Same uh, with this guy. Yeah. And uh, you know I end up like I end up going you know driving the car and this little in this little road in the mountain and it's snowing and it's like where are we going and I arrived there it's like an old you know like the old Japanese style mm -hmm. uh, house and so you know that's exactly why I came to Japan right. and you know we're we're there there's no central eating nothing yeah. and we're little candles and with the kerosene stove and we're, we're grilling awesome. some fish on top of the stove and, so and drinking like unfiltered sake <laughs> and um, and uh Yeah, so it's all started there. So I lived six months in that village, and this guy became my, you know, basically my best friend, and I, mm. he taught me so many things. So you know, going back there, going back there, and it's, it's a like this village is about ten houses, and there's tea fields everywhere. So the you know population is is uh, is growing. You know, is getting older in Japan. Yeah. The kids are moving to the city. You know the old farmers are alone at their house, dying basically because the owner of the of that tea field died. Like uh, it's really weird because the day that I knew he was dry, it dying, I was I was brewing ochame right here no way. that day. Yeah, it was kind of like guy goosebumps. goosebumps yeah. And um, so he couldn't he couldn't take care of the tea field anymore because getting sick. And you know tea fields are that steep mm -hmm. in the in the mountain. So me and my friend, we it would there. Being abandoned, so we start to take care of them. And in about 2006, and you just said, you know what? It's all yours as long as you give me enough tea to uh, for for me to drink for yeah, the year, yeah. and enough to you know give to present for my kids and stuff. It's all yours. So it started like that, and uh, I said one day I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a beer with that. And uh, and I, I wanted to open my brewery in that village in Japan, and uh, and I I failed. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's Where okay. was the other brewery open then? Was uh, a village it, or was it a city? No, it's totally farmlands. Like, uh, okay. yeah, it's in Tochigi Prefecture, so an hour and a half north of Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, and like a <coughs> tiny little village. So what we did, so obviously, like I was talking about financial, we didn't we didn't get the financial that we want. But I found a brewery that shut down nine years ago before, so we bought back the brewery for. Oh. It was a three million dollar wow. investment brewery, you know, very rich, you know, kid yeah. like you know, dad sure. says, "Here we go, son, have three million dollar, do Don't something, do, you want with it, do yeah. something with your life." I found some uh, how-to homebrew in, his, <laughs> in the uh, in the brewery. The guy didn't yeah. know anything, nothing. Right. so he got everything like the top of the notch brewing wow. uh, German brewing equipment. Yeah, he hired German people. He, you know, they came to. It was a all like a, all a automated brew house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, the German guys made the pro, the, the program. Yeah, the guy yeah, just yeah. put the put the malt there, and he, he did his best. And he shut down two years later. Wow. But he, he had so much money that it, what he did, he just put the key. He just locked just the door. It. He just done. left it. Need it. Yeah. And I found out, and I went yeah. to see him, and he, he finally he sold it for to, for $160,000 oh like everything yeah like a Kaspar Schultz system one of the most expensive yeah. uh, brewing system in the world so you bought basically so, as like a turnkey brewery up and running ready to go well it was yeah I, I, we had to do a lot of you know we need to buy a new steam boiler and right. new black hole chiller because it's been sitting there for nine years oh, wow. outside Unused, so yeah. um, 
But uh, yeah, what was the question again? Yeah, was the prefecture. Yeah, so that's sick. Yeah, not much is happening there. They, uh, yeah, very, has to be they make it now then. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. Um, if ever you go to Japan, you need to go in May, end of May or September. It's like there's a beer festival called Keiaki, is the best beer festival in Japan, and. Timing was perfect with the tea picking, mm -hmm. and uh, I went to see them. They had a booth there, and the beer are very nice and clean. And I think that they they listened to me a little bit. Yeah. But what, but the way that they do, um, the Japanese are very very weird. You know, it's like having a tree flagship in Japan would would not exist because they want to have something new all, all the, the time. time. Right. So what they do is like they pretty much never brew a beer twice. So it's always, always new beers. So people love it, right. and they, you know, you can always keep going there. So you know, they, they're doing pretty good actually. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for them. We actually met the guys from Coedo last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good. Yeah, it's nice like I did, I did a collaboration with Coedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coedo, like uh, yeah. What did you guys do? Uh, we did a uh, beer called Setsugeka. It was yeah. a, it's kind of like a an amber saison. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, saison styles were not very popular. They're not, well, they're getting a little popular in Japan, but mm -hmm. not five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we did kind of amber saison. Yeah, those guys are yeah, cool, my good eh? friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we hang out on Friday. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was like, I feel, I checked my wallet before, I was getting a coffee, and I was like, I found a business. I didn't even remember getting a business card. <laughs> I was mad. Yeah, yeah. It was right at the end of the night. night. It was literally yeah, like, right. I wasn't too drunk. Yeah, one of them, Asagiri, is the single owner. I think that's uh, yeah. yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. His family are farmers. They have like a sweet potato farm. And uh, uh, yeah, that's a good eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, and they, they have they, a sweet potato farm that explains the sweet potato beer. Yeah, so they have their flagship is their sweet potato beer, which yeah, is, yeah, which is well, yeah, Rudy, Rudy, I think. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, like 9% or something. It's like it's, an imperial it's a, amber. It's a great beer. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah, and it's their, it's their flagship. But they're, yeah, they're really, uh, really focused apart from that they're really focused on German styles mm. like a lot of Japanese breweries because when it all started craft started in Japan they they invited Japanese brewers to teach them so you know in 2003 when I went to Japan you find like Pilsner, Altbeer, right. Weizen that's pretty much it. The, the Japanese they I guess developed a taste for that style then because that's what they were getting yeah. right? And, yeah. yeah. But is, there, is there like a unique Japanese style yet? Like is there something that yeah. like has blossomed from kind of creativity mixed with German really history. Strain of yeast or something. Well, like I, I was saying, like yeah. about the the cherry, the cherry blossom. blossom. Yeah, yeah, a few people do that. So they grow the yeast bad. from the from the flowers, and it gives a very unique, right. unique taste. This is is very it's very nice. I wish they would do more of that. Right. You know, Japan could be, you know, they could be on their own. You know, doing well, their, their food their, is so refined. You think yeah, they yeah. take some from that and yeah. yeah. And now they're trying to do the sour and the crazy stuff. And yeah. Where culturally, you know, they they have like very easy, refreshing beers, right? That goes well with mm -hmm. the food. That's another thing here. Yeah. We, di we didn't talk about my food, but uh, oh yeah, so I was, that's, uh, yeah, I was that's totally that's one that. thing that that I want to try to, you know, I, I want to every ingredients I put in my beer, I want to respect it, and mm -hmm. I also want to respect the fact that fifty percent of my sales in my pub are food, wow. yeah. and I want the beer to go go well with it. Was that always the intention? Like, yeah. make beer to well with the food for you're sure, serving. For yeah. sure, yeah. Because yeah. I want I want to create a space where people come in 
eat and drink, mm -hmm. you know, right. and it's... Eat, drink, and be merry, right? Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and it, it, it worked, I mean, and even I have a lot of foodies coming here and they don't even drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, same thing, my chef, Yusuke, is amazing, he's from Nagoya, Japan, mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's uh, yeah, he's such an amazing guy, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I become very emotional when I talk about this mm -hmm. guy. Um, he's so talented, but he's he's like me, you know, we have the same heart, you know, respect the ingredients, you know, do like nice and, you know, simplicity, but executed very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we try to blend, uh, blend, you know, both sides of, uh, right. uh, of the, uh, of, you know, brewery and, uh, and kitchen. And together. it's all traditional Japanese food? A lot of it is traditional Japanese. Uh, I would say two-thirds is traditional. Okay. And, um, one third is he doesn't like to use fusion, but uh, you know, it's kind of right, right, right. You would say like eclectic, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, we do like a foie gras, you know, with miso. He's from Nagoya. There's a like the aka miso, like the ren miso is very yeah. popular. So uh, it comes from Nagoya. So he's doing like a kind of foie gras with miso. Mm. Stuff, you know, so he's kind of playing with interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So it's more like I guess both for guys being maybe Japanese beer slash cuisine in general. I always find Japanese food is very light very flavorful right and it's complemented well by a light well-made beer and I guess mm -hmm. that once again full circle with you but I think it's full circle right? yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah that, that would explain so like the, the sort of the is it what comes first is it the beer complements the food or the food complements the beer or is it just you know sometimes it depends you know so I, I'm really I keep a, I keep an eye on what he what he do and right. what he wants to do next right and sometimes I get inspired by that or he'll get inspired by me, what there I'm doing, because right. I, you know, he's right there. You know, he's just like right. a meter on the other side yeah. of that fermenter there. So I always give him taste. You know, when I take yeah. samples and I take my gravities, and you know, I, I feed him beer, and he's just like, uh, <laughs> keep drunk. yeah, yeah, like and it. he's just, you know, he, he he thinks all the time. So right. okay, what can I do next? What can I do with this? And that's cool. cool. Yeah. What if that's a normal thing? I never really thought about that for a brew pub. Like if. If it was like this sort of symbiotic relationship with the brewer and the chef, yeah. as far as like what you know, what's making like you gonna make this new like the usual beer. Like, oh, maybe I can make a cool little like dessert that goes with it or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. If, yeah, for us it's uh, and it's easy for some reason. You know, like the first time we we met, I remember I was sitting in that at uh, Barvolo, yeah. the one that doesn't exist right, anymore. Right, right. And, you know, for me, it was obvious. I'm waiting for a Japanese guy that's coming in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's going to be him. But for me, it's just like a bunch of white guys in there. So, But he, he came in the door and he just, boom. He, we you had knew. Like, you we knew. had like an eye contact. Yeah. And you know what? It just it just like went straight from there. Yeah. It's just like a yeah, beautiful relationship. Yeah. I love when that happens. <laughs> um, the other thing I just wanted to mention before we get to the lightning round was yeah. you rocking the Rosewood. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout sure. out to Will and Ryan Rosewood. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hung out with him till four a.m. on from Saturday morning. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. this hangout till four a.m. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 thing with yeah, you, yeah. bro. These, Stay away from these me brewers. Yeah, yeah. These brewers. Yeah, and we, we were the, the, the two only guys with the, the same hat. And yeah, you know, I went to. It's funny because I went to see. Went to visit the guys at at Bench. Nice. Uh, while they were still in construction, and they said you should go to that, go see that that uh, winery slash meadery there. So okay, and I just knock at the door, and I end yeah. up spending spending like five hours there. Nice. And Ryan is just like pouring everything to the <laughs> barrels and try so this, cool. try that. So we became like good friends very fast. And now I, one of my barrels I have is uh, is uh, wild honey in there. Nice. I know a few, I know a few breweries use it. I, I think Bellwoods uses it. Yeah, Bellwoods. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I did a. Um, 
so I got I got like a Prince Edward County um, project, and I have a Niagara oh, nice. project. So toss keeping it Ontario oh, food toss. Nice. Yeah, yeah, toss uh, toss Chardonnay. So and all the all the Prince Edward County is all red wine, and all the it's Niagara white is white. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I got like a Belgian Golden Strong and, and Chardonnay with uh, with uh, rosewood uh, honey in it. Beautiful. Honey, so. Sounds amazing. That's sick. Yeah, yeah that makes fun. me very happy. <laughs> I always like seeing that. I think this is so cool that like you know good people doing really high quality stuff end up finding each other. Yeah. So like almost like not surprising in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just cool to bring the wine and beer world together because I feel like Rosewood are, are like the, the, the individuals who are pushing wine forward in a way yeah. that I've never seen being yeah. they have the, I don't know the formal name, but like the bee, yeah. with the bees on site. Yeah. They got the lavender farm. Yeah. And they're doing mead, they're doing braggot now. Yeah. Um, of course, they've got the various types of wine. They make like the pet gnats, like the crazy, like just really interesting, crazy palette stuff. And, and then now bringing like, you know, giving great must to breweries yeah. and, and the, all those ingredients to see how it can blend. And, yeah, no, it's I don't cool. know, man. It's just, I think it's an exciting time mm-hmm. to be in the industry in, it, uh, in, this, yeah. in this province at the very least. Yeah, it's fun. And I start to develop a little bit of a, you know, good relation with uh, with uh, Pearl Marset too. I don't know if you know Bruno Marset. So he's a he's a Quebec guy. So another Quebec guy in Ontario, and uh, he's he's also he's in Niagara. He's doing a bit of stuff with Burdock. So you know I don't want to I don't want to step uh, on step that right. step on it. But you know, uh, as as Quebecois, you know we uh, I don't know we stick together. We, we, <laughs> we just we just uh, you know belong well together. Yeah. And he, and he um, yeah he, he says it's funny because I I feel I want to. Sp- talk to brewers more than to winemakers mm-hmm. because winemakers are boring <laughs> and uh, so he wants to you know he yeah he comes here I go there you know we hang out we he's got a lot he's very curious about about beer too and uh, so which is which is kind of cool that's uh that's very uh, promising for the future to you know to blend with yeah uh, winemakers that's yeah, exciting time all right boys you know the drill you know the drill Scotty yeah <laughs> All right, so now uh, then we have a segment called a lightning round, uh, nicknamed the molasses the round. The molasses round. It's supposed to be quick, usually never isn't, but it doesn't matter. You can just uh, roll the punches, ask, answer them as quickly or as slowly as, as you desire. As you wish. So the first question okay. is your guilty pleasure beer, a beer that you would perhaps be embarrassed Slightly to ashamed to say that you like. To a fellow beer nerd that you yeah. enjoy. JF had a good one. Oh boy. What was JF's one? No, that was JF's Yeah, but wasn't that his guilty pleasure beer too? I think it was the same. Oh yeah. Well, that was Jen's uh, one. Well, that's yeah. tough. It's tough. Uh oh. Uh oh. Like you must drink some sort of shitty beer at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I only drink amazing beer all the time. Next you know question. Some people have actually said that. They yeah. go, I don't like shit beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I usually I, I usually throw it down the drain, you know. Oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like I like when I go to beer festival and it's uh, it's outdoor and it's in the lawn, you know. So, so you just like you, no, yeah. you just you, oh, no, no, no one knows. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. I, I will say my secret, you know, in yeah. front of the camera. I pretend to to tie my lace and oh, I just oh, and shit. bump it over. <laughs> yeah, bump, bump, bump it over. There yeah. goes my butt. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't even know if I have a, an answer on that. You, you know? don't have to. He, well, if it helps, I like Corona. Yeah. So it's like, that's I the like what that 50. 
You know what? Yeah. Um, probably. Sorry, I'm okay. I, guess. I mean, yeah, any. any... Sorry, I like a Oh, would rather use you, am I right? Obviously. Oh, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a boring answer. Yeah, but I would say any, any, uh, yeah, Japanese, any loggers, Japanese loggers. Any Japanese loggers. Right, yeah. Is that boring? No because you know what? I think they're great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not as snob as I used to be. Right. You know, back back in the days, I'd say, no way, you know, I'm yeah, not sure. going to. You know, I'm not going to drink this. And today, uh, I don't care. I'll drink it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then now the opposite. Yeah. A beer you would decline under any circumstances. So a beer, uh, you went to a barbecue, you didn't bring any, you know, Dortmunder that you'd be crushing, and they're like, hey, have this, and you're gonna be like, where's your water at? Um, or you're parched during like, I, I would, the hottest day of the year, and someone offers you ice cold beer, but you're like, uh, I would say, I don't drink uh, PBR. No. <laughs> I should do it. Can I say uh, something like uh, uh, L. Smith uh, Speedway stab? You can really? say that. Uh-oh. Excuse me. That sound is, uh, I hope they're going to figure it out. Somebody pushed the emergency button. Uh, oh, really? Uh, you can go tell them if you like. <laughs> no? Yeah, come on. Real brewery <laughs> thing. Come on, just come pull, on, figure it out, guys. Pull the freaking button. There she goes. Yeah, she see, look, my look chef. at that. My chef. There you go. Yeah. Now that's a that's a that's a good there you yeah. go. Well done. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did I did, 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 did I did I answer it? So the question right, so was beer you would decline. Beer you would decline. You, you so wouldn't drink an L way any circumstances. I would I would drink it because it's too much. It's too, too heavy. Much. Yeah. Too heavy. Okay, it's not a bad it, beer. Just too no, no, no. It's, yeah. great. it's a good beer, but it's too heavy. Too well, especially on a, on a on a hot day. I mean, I don't want that. But I can drink Peche all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's fantastic. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like that, like that is like. We should uh, night yeah, ending. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a night ending. Really good. That's so good, man. Should we crank this? Or, yeah, crank, or, let's crank this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Or, or soda. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that I mean, one. We're, that. we're yeah. selling the, the 4% it. alcohol. Yeah, I'm, I'm more into that. Everyone's yeah. just having dashes of everything now. It's yeah. great. It's become a can chef. Cheers. So, yeah, so this uh, yeah, dry up says on. Um, again, very, you know, very gentle. Uh, all noble hops. Oh, sorry, I got that. Well, you're you're you're, you're, you're driving, so <laughs> I am driving after many hours and of water and food. Consume food and water. Uh, let me take the photo. Where's the, where's the cap? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know the drill. You know the drill, guys. Yeah, dry up. Um, Sorry, people. Dry up saison. As the way I do nice. my saison here, it's just like a, I brew it. I, I cast out from uh, from the uh, you know whirlpool. Uh, Cast out at 20 Celsius and I just let it let it ferment. No, uh, I don't put any temperature control on it. Just and, it um, so, so yeah, easy, light, but still has a nice uh, flavor to it. Yeah. So the um, and the hops, the dry hop is um, is a French, all French hops, Aramis and Stress's pulp. That is a great for someone who. Hasn't or isn't into sour beers or more yeah. funky wow. saison. That yeah. is a perfect like yeah, get you started into yeah. it, right? There's a little edge of acidity in it. I, li mm -hmm. I like to, you know, I, I like to to drop the pH a tiny bit on, mm -hmm. on some of the styles. Not too much, but mm -hmm. just I don't know. What's the hops in that one? Uh, Aramis and uh, Strissel's pulp. So French, all that, both uh, Alsace, Alsace uh, hops. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, favorite beer style. 
What style of beer is your go-to? Favorite beer style? It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> most brewers have a Alt, similar answer. Alt beer. Alt beer. beer. Okay. Don't think I've heard that one before from uh, for <laughs> brewers. Good lord, that is like <laughs> a lot of brewers. Pilsner, Pilsner, Pilsner. So dry hop, Pilsner. Dry hop, Pilsner. You, you know, you know I, people ask me all the time my top ten and stuff, yeah. and and from you know. For me, in I would say my top like uh, revelation uh, for you know drinking a beer is when I was in Düsseldorf, actually with JF. Okay. We were in Düsseldorf. We were at Udige, uh, Udige Brewery, and uh, and we were just just trying to Udige there fresh. I mean, for me, it was a mind blown. Yeah. And uh, I have a beer. It's not in can now because we sold out, but it's on tap. Before you go, I would like you to try it. It's <laughs> called Overcastle, and uh, it's it's you know paying respect. Like it's it's totally uh, inspired by Udige nice. Alt. Yes, I love all beers like big time. <laughs> That's sick. I don't know I if like it's my answer. favorite, but yeah, I mean it's one yeah. of my my nice. one of my favorite. Yes, yeah. really good answer. Yeah, uh, the opposite, least favorite. Doesn't mean you hate it. Just be be like you're like you would sort of rarely go towards that style. I mean, you could hate it too. <laughs> Rarely go to that style. Um, it's tough, mm, I know. Um, I would probably say something like it's funny because it's German. Okay. But I mean, talking traditional style, classic style, or well, any style. Any, like, well, any style, I would say probably like a, a, an unbalanced IPA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I was probably like something like a double bock or double bock. You know, yeah. but but when I start drinking beer. Was totally the opposite. I was all into double bucks, right, you know, right, tri- right. Belgian triples, you know, all this strong. Just kind of got over stuff. it. I feel like, yeah. yeah. I'm so over all that stuff. Yeah. I would never drink a double or triple anymore. Yeah, right? Not because they're bad beers. Yeah. Like, I, just I just wouldn't gravitate it. towards it, I don't think. Like, yeah. if someone pulled it out, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? It's been a while. Let's do it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be go to a bar. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. really good. Uh, Desert Island beer. So you're on Desert Island. You're stuck. They won't save you, but they're going to drop you off whatever beer Unlimited you Unlimited amounts of it, but you can only drink this one beer. In the perfect serving oh, style boy. and temperature and glassware. Proper glassware, super cold, yeah. fresh as can be. Yeah. I would say uh, I would say beer Lao. Beer Lao. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. At the Vietnamese restaurant near our crib. There, yeah. So. Yeah. so it's, um, yeah, some, got, I spent some time in Laos. So yeah. It's like super hot on the side of the Mekong River. Yeah. Beer Lao is probably the best beer I mean, quality-wise, in Southeast Asia, yeah. it's all, you know, Laos is a communist country, and there's only one brewery. It's Lao. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lao yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make that kind of like a Helles, but it's 100% like German. It's actually made quality. It's so good, and you crush that like in, in, nice. in hot weather. It's, I like that. It's the best. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good app. Man, you come with the answers yeah. today. <laughs> and pretty quick, to be honest. Yeah, Usually these take way longer. This is good. Yeah. yeah it's concerning somewhat. Quick. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's one of the beer that brings me back, like, very, very good memories. So, right. yeah, that was, yeah. That, was, that was an easy answer. Okay. Uh, beer trend predictions. What do you think is going to be the next sort of hot thing in beer? Sparkling IPAs. Like the Brutes? Brewed IPAs? Yeah, like yeah. That's, well, it's already started. Yeah, it's I already guess. Started. I mean, in the US, I can't have even heard of that or tried one. No, yeah, never yeah, tried yeah, one. Yeah. But it's the second time someone said it. Interesting. And I'd already heard of it one more time outside of that, so I feel like now I'm dying to try one. It's the opposite of a haze. Yeah, right. Literally exactly. crystal, crystal clear, clear yeah. and very, you know, high carbonated. High carbonated, yeah. high ABV as well. 
Uh, I think so, right? I think so. Standard five six. Yes, yeah. uh, but it's like so. really, really hoppy. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's quite hoppy. Hoppy and close I'm not sure if that means bitter or, or fruity. No one really clarified that. I think. Well, I mean, good luck to make a, you know to do a triple dry up and make it sparkling clean. Right. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I expect that. I like more the West Coast style. Like it's coming back. Like, cause I like, like, like a pliny, no, no, like no, a pliny, like, cause that's like crystal no, 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 clear, like, like super hoppy. No, this is opaque. Yeah, like literally looking like a beer loud, like a, like yeah. a macro lager. Right, but being level. an IPA. It's but like you know that, like like that, that sort of crystal clear. How do I describe it? There's very few beers where I poured my whoa, like this, like I know Wellington has a lager that's like yeah. crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. That, it's like that type of thing. And like I want, no. And I want to answer. Uh, my answer wants to be. Uh, Green tea beers. <laughs> that's green, that's, 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 yeah. that's the next say green tea beers. Because now you know you see more Dunmunders on the on the yeah in, in yeah. Ontario these days. And I coincidence would, or I would, not? I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised seeing more green tea beers. <laughs> now we can, uh, there's a there's a wonderful tea farm in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, favorite up and coming breweries. So, you know, new brewery, doesn't matter where in the world, just maybe that, you know, you've got some friends that are starting breweries or they've just started and they haven't really got the shine yet. Like, is there someone you think is like super, super good? Wow. Oh, that's a good one. Um, incoming breweries. Yeah, it's, a bit, it's tough. It's tough. Even if they've been around for a little bit. Yeah, maybe they've been bit, around for, they're fairly new, but you see good things coming from them. Um... Well, you know, I not because they're my neighbors, but uh, I would say left field. Yeah. And anyway, because you know they're kind of changing a little bit their portfolio now, yeah. right? They're going a little bit more crazy, and they, you know, yeah, the, like the, the, the IPAs. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're doing better and better. Uh, so that makes me very happy. Yeah. They're, they're amazing people. But uh, wow, incoming breweries. Yeah. Right. You know, I've been I've been spending so much time focusing on my thing that I don't right. I, don't, I don't even know what's yeah, look around what, what, what's going on. But, um, uh, but we can what, take left. You know, you know what, what one one brewery that I'm really looking forward to to uh, to go visit is uh, it's in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. So one of my favorite brewer, you know, uh, you know, you know, you have your your favorite people and that you you know you're bit of be groupy you know go see them at the you know at the CBC yeah. at the Crab Brewers Conference yeah. and uh, and uh, maybe I don't know seven eight years ago I just I was in an event with Peter Bocard which uh, used to be the brewmaster of Rodenbach in oh, Belgium wow. yeah, yeah. and he moved to the US and he became the brewmaster of uh, New Belgium okay yeah and he left New Belgium and he opened his tiny little brew pub in Fort Collins wow and now he's the happiest guy on earth. <laughs> he's, he's got like a three barrel system, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, and he's doing a lot of beers with, um, he's traveling a lot to the um, Amazon and he's, he loves roots and he's doing a bunch of beers with roots and stuff. Interesting. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, I'm excited That's about sick. that. Yeah. Um, Do you know what it's called? Beetroot. I forgot the name. I'm terrible with names. Uh, but, I'm uh, sure it's easy. We'll Google yeah, it. Peter Bocard. Ex brewmaster, New Belgium, Fort nice. Collins. I'm sure you can find nice. it on, uh, on the web. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, sorry, I, I wish I could say uh, better. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure what's it out. What's for me, bro? What is your favorite beer city, destination, or country? So somewhere you like to go for beer? Bamberg, Germany. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Bamberg. Bamberg. Why? 
uh, I think it's it's a beautiful city, romantic. Um, a lot, you know. I love smoked beers. You know, it's one one of my favorite style of beer too. Would be smoked beers. Well, with anything with smoke in it. Um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great city. They have an amazing uh, uh, beer museum. Uh, it's just a fun city to 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 be in and. Franconia around Bamberg, you can bike, and every village has a brewery. The per capita in the world is the, is the area in the world that does the most brewery. Nice. So you can have a lot of fun, and there's like beer gardens on little mountains and on little hills. And sounds awesome. Yeah, Bamberg's amazing. I don't yeah. know if you've been, but you have to go. I have not. Have not. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great. Okay, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, underrated style brewery, city or country? Is something that you feel is underrated? Green tea. Green tea. <laughs> uh, well, I would say Germany, uh, but maybe less and less now. But uh, um, underrated. Yeah, something uh, that doesn't get as props that you think is fantastic. You, that you, you know what? Probably a lot of people will hate me saying this, but uh, brewery, I would say Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Here in, in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, what they do at the pub, you know, and what mm-hmm. what Ian does. I don't know if you... We actually met him. We, we met him, him yeah. yeah. You know, Ian is such, a, such an amazing guy, like an amazing guy. And, uh, you know, he has so much passion. And and so, you know, some of some of the beers that they made and they're still making at the brew pub, like beers like Testify, you know, like Red... Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, really good. You know, I think... I think they're very underrated mm-hmm. just because it's Amsterdam you know people say right. oh Amsterdam you know a big brewery yeah, yeah. Um, so on the top of my head right now I, would, a good say, one. I would say that yeah. I like that yeah. I like that that's a really good answer yeah. uh, best beer you ever drank in your life so no, pressure, be, no pressure I know it's tough so it could be situational <laughs> yeah you're on a mountain in Japan yeah. um, you know what well one of it is yeah when I I um yeah, I climbed the Whistler Mountain uh, nice. on a 40, 40 Celsius day. And, plus uh, 40 or minus? No, plus <laughs> during, during summertime. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, you know, that's me. I just oh, I'm going to climb a little bit. And I just end up say, hey, I'm going all the Reach way up the there top, yeah. with no water and stuff. Oh, and, I, wow. and I get up there and, and there's like a, I don't know, there's a snowboarding event there on the glacier. And there's like a... Uh, a drum of uh, ice with uh, Heineken no in way. it, and I just got that Heineken and I crushed it. It was so good. But uh, <laughs> good answer. That's a good answer. But uh, but um, yeah, Urge in uh, in Düsseldorf for sure. I would say any any place I've been in my life to drink like the fresh the fresh beer, you know, From beer the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Helles, you know, or Weizen, and you know, in in Munich. Uh, but yeah, I would say the uh, Pilsner Kell. Wow. Um, if you go to Pilsen and you visit the uh, the museum, uh, the, the the brewery, right. and um, you go downstairs in the in the tunnels, they have like nine kilometers of tunnels there, and they still brew Pilsner Kell the right. way the way it used used to be, right. and yeah, revelation, like big time. I never had such a nice pills that where you you taste like the sass hops yeah. like this 
Yeah, it's recorded in my brain for uh, the rest of my life. Yeah, it was I'm amazing. Try that. I heard it's yeah. yeah. Go out from Bell was my yeah. release and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, if you go Pilsen, make sure make sure you you visit the brewery and you go like uh, they will bring you in the tunnels and you. That's awesome. You have the yeah. cool experience. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I just added this question right now, actually. What favorite beer of all time? So as opposed to best beer you drank in your life, it's a situation. What's your favorite beer of all time? Favorite beer of all time? Tough one. You know what? I would probably say, I think fair enough to say Orval. That comes up a yeah. lot. So a lot. I yeah, feel like really? I didn't have, dude, like all the time. Yeah. Really? Huh. I feel like I haven't had it for years. I had yeah. it maybe one time. Pops up in the LCBO fairly often. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's in like Quebec, it's in the SAT like all the time. The only thing I would change to Orval is the percentage alcohol. Yeah, you'd lower it, right? Yeah, I would lower yeah. it. What is it at? Seven? It's 6.1, I think. 6.1. 6.1. It was like five. Nice crush. Oh yeah, I would I would you know I would make like a bière de table, you know, like a yeah, four, four or five, yeah. you know, five, five percent. I mean I would crush that the whole time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get one when I get back, man. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 an amazing beer. Yeah. Uh, I would say this I can drink all the time and you know, I wanna probably give a shout to my good friend Sean Hill at the Hill Farms. Oh Dead. yeah. You know, all of his beers pretty much, you know, all his saison are so beautiful. And uh, yeah, so I could I could drink that all the time too. Uh, first beer you ever brewed <laughs> back in 1991. 1991. So yeah, I made a I made kind of an, an apple a blonde ale. Apple blonde. Yeah, <laughs> just like a blonde, you know. And it, I I started brewing with the kits, you know, like right. Yeah, 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 yeah. With those Cooper's kits, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. And you know, I, and straight from the beginning, I start to add some, you know, some ingredients, and you know, I. The to, you know the perfect example of what people do, right? Instead of focusing on trying to make the best pale ale, mm-hmm. you know, you just put a lot of stuff in it. So that was that was me at the beginning. So I I change a lot. Throw in the uh, kitchen sink. Yeah, and second one I did a stout with uh, maple syrup. What either of them good? <laughs> I thought they were good back in the days. I, I wish I could go back. Yeah. I wish I could go back and. But you know what? Stout with maple syrup is. Um, Right, Canadian. For some reason, I always been a good cook. Also, I, I guess I—that's where my my brewing right. come from. You know, for me, yeah. cooking, putting ingredients together is kind of easy. Well, easy. I don't want to say easy. Comes natural. It's yeah. more more like a natural thing. So, yeah, I I guess I guess they were not bad. My friends were telling me they were okay. Yeah. But I would I, I'm sure good I, enough I, that you're. Here I'm sure now, I would try so. it and say this <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Probably. Hindsight. Uh, what would be your death row beer slash meal pairing? So like your final beer, and what would you pair it with? God. Now this is the question that gets you all about. I know, right? Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Stuff. We're putting um, you know what? Hopefully one of my beer. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Which one? Um, want to go out on a big one? You want to do that nine five? You want to do that? Uh, uh, I don't know the, 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 this maybe the smoke pills with um, with uh, zaru soba. Oh, so oh. it's plain like a soba with soba uh, noodles. Yeah, the soba cold? noodle cold. Yeah. You know, with the uh, the the tzu, like kind of like the um, the the soy slash um, uh, katsu, so smoked fish kind nice. of. Uh, and you put like a little bit of wasabi in there. And Sounds like a nice way to go out. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite dish in Japan. It's wow. one of the most simple. But yeah. to make the soba uh, is, is very, is, is yeah. very difficult, yeah. challenging. Yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, favorite and least favorite styles to brew? Like 
like what's like the funnest, maybe the most annoying? Annoying style to brew. Uh, famous, uh, the, the most favorite is any smoked beer because yeah. I, I, yeah. love I love the smell <laughs> of the brewery. It must the, be the, awesome. The, the smell of the yeah. smoke. Um, the least... I know you said this was one of the most uh, challenging to brew, the most yeah. intricate. No, but it's fun. I yeah. mean, it's 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 fun to brew, yeah. but you know, to to get you know, I'm, I really work hard on consistency and uh, and uh, sometimes you know, with all the connections and stuff. Right. So, okay, I, I don't hit the temperature, you know, like right. the exact temperature I want for right. maybe 15 seconds, and I freak out and you know, <laughs> um, probably. Uh, well, the one that I hate the most is the first that I that I made here. It was a dry stout. It took me 40 hours. Ooh. Yeah, my wow. yeah, my first, my my it's first, uh, yeah. my first week of brewing here was the a nightmare. The, the, the worst yeah. week in 27 years of wow. brewing, and I, and I was telling myself, Why did I do this? Did I do this? Yeah, we had a problem with our false bottom, and uh, oh, okay. I got I got stuck from it. So yeah. anything that will be hard to lauder, like a rye, any like a rye beer, yeah, rye. Like a rye beer, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, rye sounds annoying. Tasting but annoying. Yeah. Uh, worst beer you've ever made? Worst beer yeah. you've ever made? It's tough. The worst beer I ever made. That maybe like, it was an accident or you tried something and just didn't work out. Maybe it was a homebrew, maybe you didn't release it. I'm assuming you wouldn't release it if it yeah, was trash. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have wouldn't seen the light of day. Um, I would say, oh yeah, I'm, barrel aged beer yeah. you know you end up you know you think it's going to be good and uh, and you know you wait all these 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 years right. and you end up like there's you know like it's a THP bomb it's a that's it, gotta it, be frustrating it, it tastes like Cheerios yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah one of those if not I mean uh yeah, those bus are annoying, right? Every, <laughs> right at the front door. Every 10 minutes, TDC, I got... TTC, am I right? It's yeah, yeah. convenient. Uh, that, you know uh, what? It was TTC drivers. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was at the other corner and didn't oh, decide... They moved it? Just when I opened, they no. decided to put it there. But I called my counselor and I'll said... I'll put it in a word. like, come on. Like, yeah. yeah. And, Push it back. Yeah, and you know, everybody leaves their trash in front and I'm always there. Sweeping it up. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a total janitor. Like, <laughs> everyday, everyday janitor here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the worst... First beer, man. It's that's. It, uh, it, I would say, back in the days at UCL, I don't know for what reason. Like some of our fights ends were were terrible. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how many beers that I dump in the drain at UCL. Not a lot. Yeah, I remember fights in, in particular. Down, yeah, 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 it was yeah. not good. Uh, what music do you listen to when you brew? Huh. Depends. Sometimes Iron Maiden. <laughs> Iron Maiden power slave. Heavy metal and breweries. I love. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say, yeah, Maiden. Uh, yeah, you know, the traditional Japanese music just to like yeah, sing yeah, to the get in the. Get in the, the no, not, not, not really. Not really. No, the good old Maiden. I would say that's the one that that's I put the, the most. That's the go-to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and spe specifically Power Slave, the album. Um, <laughs> And what else? It, 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 yeah, it depends. Uh, but yeah, that's the most common. Cool. I guess okay. so. <laughs> but I, but I don't. You know, most of the time, I come here when I start a brew day. I'll I'll start brewing a lot of time at five five thirty a.m. Yeah. And yeah. I'm here, you know, and it's beautiful here. The sunrise yeah. with the, yeah. it hits those those uh, yeah those, those yeah, those windows. Yeah. So 
there's so few few times where I can be alone, alone right. in my in my place. So this is kind of my meditation. So usually I keep it very quiet mm -hmm. these days anyways. Yeah. So. Never thought about that. I guess it's kinda of like meditating. Yeah, it is. It's like following so it's all like process. Right? Yeah. It's like just yeah. follow it through and just chill. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. That's sick. Yeah. Last question finally. What's your favorite hop? My favorite hop? Yeah. I would probably say Hallertau Mittelfru. Very yeah, German, nice, yeah, German, yeah. German noble hops. Noble hop, yeah. Yeah, if you if you go in my in, in my uh, cold room, you'll there's see there's that. there's a lot of noble hops. Yeah, yeah. other Tau, I like I like it very much. Uh, yeah, I'd say that. That's a good one. I love it. Sweet. Did we cover everything? You feel like? I feel like we got to the bottom <laughs> of. Uh, did I miss anything from what we said earlier? No. I feel like we attacked uh, like anything. I'm uh, I'm open. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say anything. Hey, well, now Bim's only yeah. going to talk to say, <laughs> Are we crushing the Nanatsuno Taizai or not? I do it. Absolutely. Yeah? do it. I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, we had no intention of even opening these cans, and all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not the one. Oh, no, you open it. Um, oh, somebody open it. Oh, no. Yeah, it's open. That's the one, yeah. I can, I'll, get another, I'll get another one. That's the smoke quarter. Oh, I've had that one. Whoa. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy with this uh, order too. And you know what? I'm hoping that this is gonna be my next flagship. Oh yeah. So you're looking to add to the flagships? Yeah, I would like to have like a dark, like a dark. I would like, you know, like if, a dark beer. I like that. Yeah. If if I have a smoked beer in my flagship, you know, I won. You know, I won my. You my, definitely my, done I won it. My battle. Sorry, guys. Photo. Do you know, <laughs> I meant to actually. Do you want some of the photo? Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. have it. Um. I remember from I came on the second day uh, that you guys were open, and um, I, my favorite of the first three what was the dry style. Yeah, I really like like the export styles. Like, yeah. are you have you, do you have you done that since, or is it kind of like a one? -off? Uh, well, the yeah the, the stout I did it once, and after that I did the export. Uh, it's still on tap. It's the last. It gig. is okay. Good. If you want from, uh, before before you before, before it taps out. Oh um, yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love stouts, and I really, I like, you know, one one thing that I, for me is really strange in Ontario, I feel like stouts, you know, there's a lot of very sweet, heavy yeah. stouts, and for me, I, that's a, I like the total opposite for yeah. stouts, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I like it when it's roasty, yeah. and uh, a little bitter, and it's, uh, it's interesting, because the other day, June 14, was the, when I canned my first beer, it was a stout. Oh, no way. And uh, I, st I kept two in my fridge, and we opened it, and it still held up? Still, or? like, very good. Nice. So the way that I design my beer sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll go on the higher um, level of bitterness sometimes mm -hmm. for some to style. preserve it, kind of? Yeah. yeah, so it can age well. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, the stout, I, yeah, it's kind of... Like, it, it was a nightmare. You know, that's why at the beginning, the Pitch and Pray series... You know, for me, you know, I, I have, I have, um, I have nothing to hide. You know, it's kind yeah. of like a, I, uh, open book. You know, I, I said I had a hard time. You know, bring those beers. I struggle a lot, and yeah. and you see on my cans too, not this one, but pretty much all my cans made with struggle and love in Toronto, uh. Uh, Canada. So. It started with the pitch and pray. You know, my first batch took me 40 hours. That's Second crazy, batch man. took me like 30. Wow. Third batch took me like 26. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't sleep for the whole week. And uh, and uh, so in the pitch and pray, it was like, yeah, so this I, works. <laughs> I got all my very, um, uh, you know, I got, you know, that's, that, yeah, the 
how do you say, desperate, my desperate like Brewers moves. You know, right. I did some things. I don't know if it's gonna be good, but it ended up being worth a shot. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I was, you know, I was willing to. You know, I have 14 meters of drains here, so if it's not good, <laughs> there's plenty of room. There's, there's uh, enough drain for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. How did the? I don't think we really talked about this one briefly. How did? Was this one? Um, I'm sorry, the name of it is the Japanese. Nana, the Nana Tsu Yeah. So that was just for Peche Day? Um, or was it like yes. you did it anyway? So, yeah, but, well, me and JF, we're, we're just talking about doing Peche here, you know, just for fun. Yeah, give it a shot. I know there's been a big, you know, a big thing now with Peche in Ontario uh, with the coffee. LCBO yeah. wants to ban Peche oh. uh, because of the caffeine content. Uh, so we're talking, me and JF are talking, oh, we should, I mean, I could make a Peche here once in a while. Yeah. You know, just for you and maybe branded. Branded UCL, right? Or or not? And I say, well, why don't we do just a collab? Mm-hmm. And for me, I like Peche, but you know, I wanted a little bit less alcohol, a little mm-hmm. drier. Mm-hmm. And um, so I say, okay, well, let's make a version of you know the way that the kind of I see Peche a little bit. Yeah. And uh, use Soli Gin and say we'll make it a lager, and we'll add a little bit of smoke malt in it. So Nanatsu no Taizai means sin, okay. and Nanatsu means seven, so it's seven, seven deadly, deadly, oh, deadly, deadly sins. sins. So, you know, right. Peshe, yeah. Peshe Martel, yeah. so right. I want to keep the... Uh, and the boat here is like in Japan, in the Edo times, they were all the sinners, they were they were sending the Banished sinners on, on, the boat. Yeah. On, on islands, oh. and there's that type of boat. And I put the little snake for Peshe Martel, you know, oh. that little snake on the label. So that's the label, that's where it is. That's like that's cool. dope. So many tie-ins with these yeah, uh, names so many styles. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, I remember it was that, that was, I like think in Montreal, we went to the, to the uh, Milan Brew Pub, and I remember that was then, I, I just assumed it was a part of it. Did that come out beforehand? Before? Before uh, Peshe Day in March or whatever. No, we released it on Peche Day. On Peche Day? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So it was like yeah. nice and fresh for yeah. that. Yeah, it was cool that you guys are doing it out here to sort of, uh, you know, keep It's it. fun, man. You know, we, me and JF, we, we always been very good friends. And uh, and now our, our relationship is even stronger than ever. Yeah. It's fun. You know, I always had a lot of respect. He's been the best boss ever. And I'm, you know, I I really, you know, Jutsiel, you know, give me a, you know, a good you know, a lot of uh, good good values too. And now, you know, I'm an owner, you know, yeah. I have 20 staff and and Jeff's always been an amazing boss and you know, I want I want to be the same, you know, so, so I think I think my staff respects me a lot, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but sure I got I, I got that from them, you know. They're good yeah. they're good souls. Had a treat yeah, right. so it's so it's great that we can do do uh, you know, do beers, we'll collaborate more. Yeah, that would you know, be good JF. You know, I'm I'm trying to limit. I I don't like collaborating that much anymore. It has to be very special. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously with JF is special, so I'll I'll collaborate anytime with this guy. That's good. So yeah. Are you looking to try maybe uh, destroying Quebec or not? Uh, yeah. Possibly. I, I want. I've been having a lot of um, uh, you know a lot of uh, requests, and there's a there's a few people who wants to yeah he wants to. Uh, uh, say not import but distribute and uh, the only problem now is with the I'm, I'm sure you heard it many times the SAQ yeah. so it, it for me my beer is going to be faster on tap in Japan sending it by boat <laughs> wow. than, than in Quebec that's I mean, crazy we are, we're having a problem here right so that's crazy so, so ridiculous so as long as you know the SAQ are keeping it that way yeah. I don't know or I would have to choose very specific styles 
that I don't mind, you know, like, okay, it takes two months and a half before it's, uh, mm -hmm. like, my my, uh, my box or, yeah. you know, like, yeah. We, 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 yeah, we have it on tap, but, yeah, beers like that, but I don't think I would send my green tea IPA. Or, right. So, yeah, we'll yeah, see. We'll see how it goes. Unless you do through something like Transbrew or whatever, like you do like, like Bose do. To brew, to brew there? Or? Well, they don't brew there. They brew out of Bangkok, I think. But they okay. like they go through this company called Transbrew, owned by Gutenberg. Okay. And they have a like a, a storage in the Gutenberg right. brewery. Right. Okay. So Bose took them 15 months, and it cost them like 50 Gs to get the paperwork done. That's okay. how dominant. That's why Bose is the only Ontario brewery aside from Main Street, whatever. Once yeah. you bought out. I see. Okay, I didn't know the story. Right. So like. It is a Air Oshlager. So there's yeah. Oshlager Brew, like Oshlager and then uh, Gutenberg next to each other in the same building. Yeah, yeah Gutenberg up on the Trans Brew. Like, so I'll, I'll tell you about it more afterwards. Seems pretty cool. Like, it might be one way to do it. Those guys seem uh, like they know their stuff. And you can have your own sales reps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, or you can use their channels. Okay. Um, and they, they do a lot of distro for a lot of people. I think they yeah. seem like a good bunch of people. That's cool. Now, yeah. now I just have to be to be careful a little bit, right? Because I now I'm. Well, you got to be able to service the. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, and you know, here it's it's not even a year, and uh, you know, it's getting. I, I see it every day. You know, it's getting. Well, now today it seems like a, I don't know why we have a lot of reservations tonight, but this place is getting busier, and mm -hmm. I and I have to be careful with you know the the demand versus what I what I can produce yeah. produce. So, you know, I explore a little bit in Japan, explore a little bit in the U.S. for fun. Uh, but uh, you know, the, keep it manageable. Yeah, the main thing is is here. You know, yeah. it's like uh, it's, it's, it's my retail in my group pub, so I have. I don't want to say yes too fast. To, uh, Smart. So yeah, I don't want to rush. I love it, um, brother. I think that's. I think we're pretty yeah. much nailed that. Cool. Um, thank you so much for your time, man. Really yeah, appreciate thank you it so much. Genuine seriously, pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, great chat, man. Thank you. It's an honor. Seriously. Where can they? Oh, no, we're not finished. We have to wrap it up. Where can they find you online? Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, the website's been a it's been a splash page since beginning. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very big on social media. I'm the one doing everything. Doing it right. But uh, website's under construction, so you know Godspeedbrewery.com, uh, Instagram uh, Godspeed Beer, and uh, Facebook uh, Godspeed Brewery. Yep. Uh, I ditch Twitter. I don't use that anymore. Okay, that's good so, to have uh, just in case. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so <laughs> I'll tell you later. We are in a social media agency. This is like our life. Okay, uh, Twitter, right. Twitter's good. Okay, so that's coming back. That's, what, that's where you can find me for now. And obviously, 242 Coxwell Avenue in Toronto. Come down. Come down. Group group beautiful group eat pub. The food. Awesome beer. Get some beers to go. Drink it. It's perfect. You're a legend, bro. Cheers. Guys, Thank if you so enjoyed much. the episode, Smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on social media at BOS Podcast, and check out the long form audio so you can hear very attractive people like Luke right here talking about very cool things like beer. Uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, wherever you get it. That is it, y'all. Thanks again. Get it in ya. Get it Cheers. in ya. Peace. Cheers.